Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at the brand new version of Hellboy, the 2019 version, of course, a reboot of the series. It's an R-rated film this time out. The first two films that attempted a Hellboy adaptation were PG-13. This one has strong bloody violence and gore throughout and language. The runtime is two hours. The cast includes David Harbour as Hellboy with supporting roles going to Ian McShane, Mila Jovovich, Sasha Lane, Daniel Day Kim, Penelope Mitchell, and Thomas Hayden Church. The director is Neil Marshall this time out. The screenplay credited to Andrew Cosby. Now, Hellboy, I think, rises near the top, I would say, of the list of reboots that few people have been clamoring for. This 2019 incarnation of the iconic half-demon known as Hellboy. It doesn't have the iconic presence of Ron Perlman or the stylishly playful direction of Guillermo del Toro to buoy it. Filling in Hellboy's formidable shoes here is David Harbour. He's another fine actor. A lot of people love him from Stranger Things. But he's an actor that doesn't quite command the same screen presence. Despite being a 6'3 in height, that's a couple of inches taller than Ron Perlman, who seemed to have much more of an imposing frame, in place of Guillermo del Toro, whose wild ideas for his proposed third entry that he wanted to make, they were nixed as being a little bit too financially and conceptually ambitious. Neil Marshall here is brought in. Marshall, as a director, showed early promise in his career thanks to a couple of low-budget but very intense and gory horror flicks like Dog Soldiers and The Descent. Marshall hasn't quite had that kind of breakthrough hit that would allow him to cross over from an independent horror-making darling to mainstream success. He hopes to do that here, though. Unfortunately for Marshall, while his direction of Hellboy is energetic and visually quite impressive, he's going to have to wait a little bit longer for that film that's going to put him permanently on the radar for most film goers. Now, in this movie, we already have an established scarlet-bodied Hellboy as part of the BPRD, the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense, He's working for his adoptive father, Professor Trevor Broom, or Brutenholm. He's there working to corral and eradicate malevolent supernatural menaces wherever they may arise around the world. Hellboy ends up reuniting with Alice Monahan, who's this powerful medium, and this cat beast man named Major Ben Damio. They're out to prevent the Blood Queen from Arthurian times named Nimue from taking a mate and growing powerful enough to finally take over the world and presumably eliminate the human presence upon it once and for all. So much more to the story than that. In fact, this is a movie that I had to read a lot more in terms of the plot. I had to go to Wikipedia to remind myself what the plot was because it is so convoluted. Now, regardless of whatever I might say about the film, I think the decision here to reboot the entire franchise seems unnecessary. Given that this already establishes the BPRD, this could have been just a BPRD film offshoot from the original Del Toro work. Even without the original talent that was brought along for the saga, you could have done this without Ron Perlman involved. And fans might have been more accepting of that approach as kind of a quasi spin-off. Not that there may be enough fans to justify plunking down big money for another effort. This budget is $50 million. A rare mid-range film these days. The prior two entries made a respectable but far from very confident $260 million combined worldwide. 
a good percentage of that coming from Del Toro's filmmaking credibility. But nevertheless, by restarting this franchise that hadn't really actually petered out in quality until the fans lost interest, as you would normally see with a reboot, this one does suffer from comparisons to the original work, especially as there exists more fans of the film Hellboy than there is of the Mignola comic, which was respected but never really a top seller in its print form either. Now, those who watch 2019's version of Hellboy are primarily those who were first introduced to this character 15 years prior in film form. Now, most fans will accept a new director and a new actor to lead the film because they've grown to like these characters and the momentum of the story. But by going back to square one with a talented but less visionary director, as well as this talented but less fitting actor for the role, this is an endeavor that does feel destined to be a disappointment for those who actually might care about what they're seeing here. The problems with Hellboy really start with the script credited to Andrew Cosby. He's adapting mostly from elements from Mike Mignola's comic book series. Most specifically, there was a series that started in 2009 called Hellboy The Wild Hunt. There was a 2010 one-shot called Hellboy in Mexico, that also gets incorporated to a part here. There is a little bit of bits and pieces to other Hellboy comic books that came out around that era. All of these elements were released in print after the release of Hellboy 2, and that offers the makers of this 2019 release virgin material to explore at the very least. But unlike Del Toro's take, this iteration of Hellboy doesn't really get us on board with any of the characters before taking off in their wild and eerie adventure. It leaves us little to do but marvel at the visual effects and the fine makeup work, but it does leave us also wondering why we should really care about any of what we're seeing or where any of them are going to by the end. There's a jukebox of rock tunes that accompanies Hellboy as he kicks into battle mode. You know, all of this feels very brisk, potentially invigorating if only we grew to care about Hellboy or any of the people around him at any point, as well as if we actually would care about what happens at the end of that battle. We feel like Hellboy does during this very poignant scene in which he questions what good they are all doing if the battle against evil is never ending, asking, and then what, for every positive outcome. That's precisely how this film plays. It's a collection of conflicts to resolve for no particular purpose other than to perhaps do it all over again. Now, the makers of Hellboy here try to differentiate this outing from the prior two by going for an R rating. The language is definitely pottier, the gore much, much more graphic than you've seen before. That's kind of a curious choice given that few, if any, of the fans ever looked at Mignola's comic book or Del Toro's films and thought, hmm, this would be so much better if Hellboy threw in more F-bombs or we could see random people exploding with CG blood and viscera while they're being torn in two by giant monstrous creatures. Those elements are moderately comical at times, but it's also ultimately meaningless. And that chops out the juvenile audience for this very silly and jokey property. Adults have likely seen too many properties just like it to find refreshing or absorbing on their own. You know, this is a movie that's likely going to play better for audiences who are not familiar with the two prior efforts. So it seems utterly futile to make a movie only for those who are old enough to remember and have seen those original Hellboy films multiple times. And despite its more adult take, this version of Hellboy is most reminiscent to me of films like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another film property that kind of takes off from the comic books, although those were much more aimed at kids. The snarky bantering, the very cartoony monster villains for the anti-heroes to grapple against, it's very much in that vein. 
except with lots of F-bombs and a lot of blood and guts on display. The pacing here is fine. The repartee is potent. The music video worthy action is kinetic, but Hellboy, this time out, feels like a movie that's made by those who care more about the mechanics of the filmmaking than they do of the substance of what they're actually making. You know, you contrast this to the uber fanboy take by Guillermo del Toro. You know, GDT is a passionate fan of Mignola's work and, and really enthused about making those films. You know, you think about that and you'll likely easily spot what's missing from Neil Marshall's reboot, inspiration and personal vision. You know, it's okay to go back to the source material for the blueprint on how to make the movie palatable to the pre-existing fan base, but that's Mignola's inspiration and personal vision. You know, just lifting those elements from comic panel to screen doesn't carry those facets over any more than a printed picture of the Mona Lisa would inspire as much awe or respect than actually seeing that original work with your own eyes. The creature designs, the makeup work here are certainly worthy of major motion picture effort, but a movie just is not exciting if you just dress everyone up and then give them nowhere to go. So unfortunately, despite a lot of good quality elements, Hellboy is a misfire here. I don't hate it as much as a lot of other critics do. I definitely do admire its energy and its direction in a lot of scenes, but those Del Toro films actually felt like they were made by somebody who was enjoying what he was making, and we enjoyed those films along with him. So it was a much more fun and wild ride than this time out, which is very mechanical and trying to be a fan service film without being made by people who are fans of that property themselves. So the best I can give Hellboy 2019 is two stars out of four. Two stars on my scale means I think it's lacking something vital that would keep it from being a movie that I would recommend to most people. That thing that it's lacking is what I just talked about. Inspiration, a commitment to the characters, a commitment to the material that would suggest that everybody is on board to make the best quality film that they can. You know, everyone was just going through the motions this time out and it shows on the screen, despite being made by people who are obviously very talented. So two stars out of four is the best I can give Hellboy. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and you'll continue to get all of my reviews as they come out. I also want to let you know that if you enjoy films of the 1980s, a lot more old school than Hellboy, but still just as fun, if not more so, there's a link on my site to my other podcast called Around the World in 80s Movies, covering, of course, films of the 1980s. Go to my website, quipster.net, and find the links and the contact information there if you want to write to me directly. Until next time, thanks, everyone, and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies.